0: Hello, mummies. This month's birth story is with Cara, who is an Abitant's mama who came to my pregnancy yoga with her second babe. We had such a good conversation, starting with um, her first pregnancy and bub that she had over in New Zealand, having a natural normal birth experience within the hospital, and then moving to Australia and experiencing some um, other issues that she hadn't experienced with her first baby, such as gestational diabetes, which was diet controlled, such as things like abdominal separation, and even some abnormalities on her skin. So it was a bit of a different experience through the pregnancy. Um, and then eventuated in a very quite similar birth experience, having a lovely natural um, birth within the hospital setting. So um, yeah, really enjoyed this birth story. Cara had so many cool little wise words of wisdom that I hadn't heard be explained in the way that she explained it before. So I really hope you enjoy and would love to hear if um, anything in particular resonated with you. Now, just as a bit of a heads up, her little topper was there with us too, who was so, so, so cute and wanted to be a part of the birth story at times as well. So you will hear a fair bit of background noise and I do apologize. Um, And I hope you can still hear everything okay. Now, just to give you a bit of a heads up on what's to come with Abbotten's families. So we have three more body balancing workshops for the year. And um, I recommend those from 20 weeks onwards and every single pregnant mama should definitely do body balancing. And we also have three more Abitant's Birth Workshops where I try to teach you and your partner how to create an Abitant Simulating Birth, which is the connection and bonding between you and your bub. Um, we do have lots of pregnancy yoga classes coming up, which are on Sundays, one in Calandra and one in Muchiro. And then we also have um, postnatal yoga Um, classes for the rest of the year, and they are held in Maroochydore on a Tuesday. Um, Postnatal yoga, I usually recommend from about six weeks postpartum onwards, but always after you see a woman's health physio. I do have a fair few other fun little workshops with a few of my colleagues um, that I'm going to present to you guys. And I'm super, super excited. Some will be like a little meditation on rewriting your birth story. Some will be with some um, pelvic floor work by Women's Health Physio and some breastfeeding stuff. So anyways, keep tuned um, for those fun little extra workshops. I'm really excited to show them to you. But for now, I hope you enjoy Cara's birth story. So much for joining me on the Abbotins Family Podcast, Kara. You're welcome. So we do have two little ones hanging about, baby Sophia and our little newborn, who is baby girl at the moment, unnamed so far. So if we hear some nice little background noise, that's all it is. So Kara came to my pregnancy yoga in Kalandra and um, has since then, about three and a half weeks ago, now had a little baby girl, which is her second babe. And um, did you want to start telling me maybe about your first pregnancy, how that went down? And you're in New Zealand, is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So um, Sophia's now just over two years old and so we had her back in um, March Tough. 2019 and we were in Auckland at the time. And uh, yeah, pregnancy went really, really well with Sophia. Um, pretty much um, no issues or complications throughout the whole pregnancy and birth as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, which I was really fortunate about. Um, pregnancy itself.
0: up up here up Oh, my goodness. That's so cool. and <laughs> Ah,
1: awesome. Do you want to go put it over there and do it with baby Lily, darling? No. No? Oh. Ta? Yeah, you can use the mouse. Yeah, no.
0: that one. Mouse. yeah
1: you use that one.
0: <laughs> oh what's that mouse. mouse i thought a mouse had a tail <laughs> mind blown She's like, yeah, Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like little
1: animal mouse eh? that's a different sort of mouse that's a computer mouse
0: i just blew her mind with synonyms <laughs> <laughs> oh here
1: we go thank <laughs> you yes. um yeah, I can't think of where I was at. Now. Yeah, <laughs> so pregnancy
0: was all low risk with Sophia.
1: Yes, um, yep, completely low risk. Um, I don't think I had, I can't remember any issues at all. Um, I think probably the most exciting thing was low iron. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Just really, I, I mean, I didn't. Um, uh, I wasn't one of those people that, um, you know, loved pregnancy. You hear some people that are just that oh. just say, oh, um, that say I love pre, I love being pregnant. Though, yeah. I, I, I found it very uncomfortable. Um. Uh but still enjoyed, I mean, the whole process of it and, and feeling her move and, and yeah. everything like that. Yeah. Um so yeah, and I'm really fortunate to have um yeah, a really good pregnancy.
0: Amazing. Yeah. And um what preparation did you do with Sophia over in New Zealand um to get ready for birth?
1: Um, I joined a yoga class as well. Uh, yeah. and that was what made me sick one out here. Uh, So that was referred to me by um, a friend I was working with at the time. And uh, it was really great because uh, the teacher focused on um, both yoga poses, in particular for labour and birth and pregnancy, um, but also lots of information around um, pregnancy and birth uh, and the body and the connections in the body, um, and, and how to, to help, I guess, go through the different stages. Um, she also did a lot on breathing, uh, and the different types of breathing for labor and birth as well. Um, so yeah, that was, that was probably one of the, the best things, um, I found at the time. Um, other than that, I don't think I did a huge amount of preparation, um, I think when it's your first, um, mentally you're not really sure what you're preparing for. Yeah. Um, quite different second time round when I kind of had to go right. I know mentally I have to get into a certain frame of mind because I know what's coming. First time around it was it's a bit of the it's a huge unknown. So. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Did you and your husband do like a birth class at all, or you didn't really worry about it? We did do uh,
1: an antenatal, is that what it's called? A antenatal yeah. class, um, which was offered to us by the hospital. Um, my partner was going away a lot at the time, so it was mainly me that, that went. Yeah. I think my mum even came at one point. Yeah. Um, and it was, um, yeah, it did actually, now that Uh-oh. you say that, um, it did help to just understand a bit more about uh, the labour process uh, yeah. and the different stages of labour um, and also the different interventions um, that can happen. Yeah. hospital, etc. and your different options. Oh, wow. Oops. Um, mm-hmm. And... Yeah. So yeah,
0: actually, yeah, yeah there was that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, your yeah. dollies. That's great. That and um, it. and um, what was your thoughts on birth going into your first labour? Like, had you heard positive stories from your family and friends about birth, or were you a bit more fearful? Or
1: yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think I knew some varied stories. I think you. Um, it's it's. Always surprising what you don't know in the sense of, you know, someone will tell you something or tell you their story, and you're kind of like, How did I not know that? But I guess there's so much that you could know that you, you're never going to know everything going into it. But, um, <laughs> go Delling, good girl, good job. <laughs> um, so I, I don't remember being fearful. Oh, uh, uh, probably the one thing I was, um, if I had fear at all, um, I didn't want to have an epidural not because I was against having them it was the fear of the how they administer it um, yeah. and through the spine so as I wanted to as much as possible avoid one mm-hmm. um but also was open to having one because I didn't know how I was going to cope um yeah. I was just I just didn't want to have it because I was so scared of something going into my spine yeah um yeah, so that was probably a big thing. Um, my mum had uh, my brother and I naturally, um, yeah. So I kind of had the frame of mind of if my mum can do it, I can do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but again, still um, going in with an open mind and not knowing what it was going to be like, what it was going to feel like, uh, and so was all still open to anything if yeah. it need be. Yeah,
0: yeah. It is actually really interesting the difference between um, women who have heard positive stories, particularly from their mum, versus negative stories about birth and fear and how it changes their actual birth experience just yeah, right. because of a different perception beforehand. Um, so yeah. how did you go about when you went into labor? Like how did that go down? How many weeks were you and everything? <laughs>
1: um, so with Sophia I um, was nearly two weeks over. Um, oh wow. So, yeah um, so kind of you know due date came and went and we kept kind of thinking any day now, any day now, any day now. Yeah. Um, my midwife started to um, give me some, uh, I wouldn't say in, in induction type procedures, but um, but certain things to try and help things along. Yeah. So, um, um, <coughs> so she um, performed a couple of stretch and sweeps. Yeah. Um, and also she was trained in acupuncture mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, so she you. did um, acupuncture uh, a couple of times to, to try and help... Um, Move things along, mm. um, and I got to the point Damn. where, uh, so she was due on a Thursday, so it was the Monday, thank you darling, um, and I, they asked me to go into hospital to just do a, a, a check of, of baby um so they yeah. on the is it the epg monitor is that what ctg called? yeah um and check just check everything's okay and at that stage they also booked me in for an induction um that coming wednesday so it, yeah. was, it would have been the day before i was 42 weeks and uh I'll, on that day i remember they also did um yeah. another stretch and sweep and acupuncture and i also had booked in for a um what was called an induction massage by the yoga teacher that I was seeing. Oh, wonderful. um, Which really just uses acupressure points but is also a calming um, uh, massage as well, I guess. Um, The great thing about her was that she also was talking to me about um, what you're telling yourself, like what's going on for you at the time. Um, We had a lot lot going on at the time we were renovating a house and uh, my partner was um, in a new job and and everything. And and she kind of said to me, you not you could be stopping this baby coming, but essentially like you need to kind of allow um, yeah. yourself to get into a no darling that's not rubbish, it's where your pencils go um and and so she um suggested to me that I have a bit of a mantra to myself around uh saying like we're ready to meet you, baby um, yeah. Yeah, uh, just just positive affirmation, I guess kind of yeah. words but but to keep repeating it I guess um and so I did that and um, that was only on the Monday and I actually went into labour the the next morning. <laughs> so <Isn't that> interesting. <laughs> so it could have been a number of things because I had so many things happen yeah. on that
0: day. Um I would think that's really cool that she said that because if you're feeling like things are a bit frantic, you could almost subconsciously be thinking we're not ready yet, like yeah. we still need to prepare. Yeah. And like, you know, who who knows if that would actually have any influence on stopping labour or not. But but it doesn't harm people. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely it doesn't. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: So, um, uh-huh. and look, I mean, you know, I think she was right. I think there, there was a lot going on for us at the time. And it was something that I remembered leading up to um, to this, um, to pregnancy with this one or birth with this yeah. one, yeah. because I didn't want to be in a situation where I was going over again uh, yeah. and, and with the, you know, possibility of being induced. So I started, kind of like yeah. got to the point where no, I was happy to...
0: Well,
1: um whatever it was 40 weeks or 39 weeks or something and started doing that for myself um, yeah the Um, mantra yeah and i also um remembered one of the um the acupuncture sites so i uh, or acupressure sites i should say um and which is that one that you squeeze yes yes that's liver four so i started pressing that as well so good (laughs) good job so um it's tender that point isn't it yeah So then with Sophia, um, so yeah, so I had all those things happen on the Monday, I was booked to be induced on the Wednesday, but I naturally went into labour on the Tuesday, through the night at some point I started feeling um, cramps. Um, by that morning, I was kind of a little bit like, oh, something's going on. I'm not too sure what, though, because I've yeah. had all those things happen the day before, which can just bring on cramping and not yes. labour. Um, and mm-hmm. But basically, mm. laboured at home through the day. Um, at, yeah, at home all day. My midwife had said she'll check on me later. Um, and... Uh, got to about I think two o'clock, and I was starting to be in more pain. Um, and so I put on the tens machine. Yeah, um, um, which I found really useful. I think Great. just to have something to kind of focus on, have another sensation um, that I'm feeling. Uh, and um, yeah. yeah. Um, and by six o'clock, I still hadn't heard from the midwife, and I was getting pretty. Um, uh, desperate, yeah, <laughs> pretty needy kind of going when she's calling. I didn't. I think have the guts to call. Her. Yeah, I don't want to bother her <laughs> if I'm still so early. Yeah, because yeah. you know, she told me so many times you don't want to come to hospital early. Yeah, um, you know you'll just be sent away. Yeah. Um, so I was again, you know, not having any. Uh, no one had checked me to see how dilated I was, so I had no idea. I thought I could still be doing this for hours. Absolutely. Um, but she did call at six o'clock. Oh, that- and I, my partner talked to her um, because I wasn't able to. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, and we said, you know, like contractions are pretty regular, but um, they still had the odd kind of random one. And that was something, again, I guess was a good lesson for me going into this um, pregnancy and birth. Um, I'd been given quite a set. You need to have uh, your contractions um, X many x many times or x many seconds apart or yeah. you know for this yeah. long yeah. Time, yeah. consistently. Very specific and Very this specific. means you're in labour,
0: if you're not doing that, you're not in labour. Yeah,
1: so when we said to her, look I'm, I am having that that rule that you've given us, I'm having that but I'm having the odd one that's not that, Yeah. she kind of said, oh I don't think you're quite there yet um, um, and I said to her I feel like I'm pushing, I feel like you know there's a, a downward pressure, yeah. she said yeah lots of people feel that or um, feel like that so she still didn't really believe it Half it. so she kind of said give them another Hour and then let her know. Uh, Half an hour later, my waters broke. Oh wow! From the pressure, basically. Yes. Um, And so we called her. She said, "Okay, come into hospital." So that was about six thirty. By the time we got to the car, it was probably ten to seven or whatever it was. Um, Got to the hospital. Got inside. She had a quick look and went right. Get up on the table. You're pushing. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and uh, Sophia was born at quarter to eight. Wow. Yeah, it's so a very quick at that point.
0: That's yeah. a ballsy midwife. <laughs> like I would not be leaving it that long, yeah. you know, and just guessing from over the phone. Like I'd be like, I better check. Yeah,
1: yeah. Just was, in um, case. I think well, just for whatever reason, her own other experiences wow. just made her more on the. Mm, it's probably not. Yes. <laughs> the other way. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I was really. Fortunate that because there was no complications, I could do it that way.
0: Yeah. Um, Am I right it, in saying that you had a private midwife because everyone in New Zealand gets a private midwife?
1: It's yeah, kind of. Uh, so it's it's a public system, and you right. can go private, but that would be more of an obstetrician rather than a midwife. Okay. Um, so basically, all midwives are yeah government funded. Um, the I guess the the reason that it that the understanding might sound like private is because. They become your midwife, like you right. don't necessarily end up in a a group a group where you're seeing multiple midwives or anything like that. Like, yes. you, you have a midwife, and they will often work in a group so that there's someone else that's available to you when they're on a break or they're yeah. unavailable or whatever it might be. But um, but they are the person that you see throughout your pregnancy okay. and um, postnatally as well.
0: Fantastic! Yeah. I love the New Zealand maternity system. Yeah, isn't it great. great? Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, it was, it was awesome. So very different coming here and and learning how things work here. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Fantastic. So you said she told you to get up onto the table. Yeah. Were you like lying on your back or?
1: Yeah. So this is something again that I've reflected on, um, going into my, my second birth. Um, I had heard, um, about different positions, um, I'd heard that um, it's not necessarily the best on your back, um, mm. you know, with legs. Might need to move her away. <laughs> legs, etc. cetera, Sophia Darlene.
0: She's all right. Okay. You're just observing. Yeah, I, just,
1: I know those hands. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um,
1: but I think what, even though I was, um, wanting to try things like on all fours and um, or standing or whatever it might have been, um, at that point. I was just like okay I'll do what you tell me to absolutely Um, just not in a frame of mind to I think even think about it really yeah it's kind of like yeah I'll just do that um and it wasn't until kind of yeah afterwards that I that I thought about it more um I mean it worked in the end um she she arrived safely um I did tear um and had to have stitches um but I had no interventions around um, forceps or, um, yeah. or anything like that well
0: done so, fantastic um, job yeah yeah. good so on you for coping out. so long at home <laughs> just you and your partner that's amazing that's yeah we do really encourage that because yeah studies do show that the sooner you come into hospital the more likely you are to have intervention yeah. which is kind of a sad statistic to admit but yeah, it's it's so beneficial if you can cope at home and have things like the TENS machine or use the shower or like a birth ball. Did you yeah. use a birth ball or I anything? didn't actually.
1: I found that, um, again, even though I had learned about the different options of things, the only position I was comfortable in was standing. Um, yeah. And, and didn't even like the shower either. Did you
0: get tired, your legs?
1: Um Probably, yeah. <laughs> but I, I wasn't comfortable in any other position. Yeah. I also wasn't eating, um, which is not ideal either. Um, but I, each time I had tried eating, I threw up. So yeah. um, I couldn't. I would then my partner would try and give me little bits of food and, or little bits of drink or whatever. That's all I could really handle. I couldn't yeah, handle, I couldn't handle eating. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think in terms of coping, of I I put it down to, and this was interesting for me wondering how I was going to cope with the second time around because the first time I think by not knowing I think helped me cope in the sense yes. of if someone had told me at some time through the afternoon I was X yeah. many centimeters dilated or whatever, yeah. I think um, it's a lot harder then to mentally um, oh, you know, prepare yourself for yeah. unknowing how long much longer it could be. Yeah. Whereas because I was none the wiser at all yes. and still thought it could be hours and hours, I think I just... I just endured it. Yes, absolutely. Um, which meant... That,
0: Naivety can be blessed, can't yeah. it? Yeah.
1: Which meant going into birth with this one, I was actually a bit nervous that I wouldn't cope because um, I, I thought that I might feel, oh, I, I'm, I'm going to know that I've got, you know, a long time to go yeah. um, and, and won't be able to do, you know, do it like I did it with her and won't be able to cope and things, yeah. but... Um, I did at the end. Yes, (laughs) well done. (laughs) Yes, I can't wait to hear it.
0: So how was the postnatal period with Sophia?
1: Yeah, really, I was about to say really good. There was definitely challenges. Um, So we, uh, in New Zealand, your midwife, um, fortunately, they still visit you for six weeks um, following um, birth of baby, uh, and then they hand you over to an organisation called Plunket, which is... um, a fantastic organisation where you have essentially—they're they're called a plunket nurse—and um, they um, help you with anything and help with your baby and check baby's growth and um, development and everything. Um, regularly at first, and then it starts to um, stagger out more up until they're five years old. Um, and so postnatally, um, recovery for me was was fine. Yes, um I definitely—it was definitely a learning curve around. Um, settling and, yeah. <laughs> um, and and kind of you know what comes with with everything um we did have a little bit of a uh, I wouldn't say a scare but um I was struggling with settling and I talked with at the time it was only a, not even a week or two into things um the midwife basically when I said to her she's not settling she doesn't want to you know stay she won't stay in the fascinated by herself, she only wants to sleep on us which I've all learned now is very normal yeah. and you know, a lot of mothers experienced that and it's very normal for a baby to want to just sleep on you and not not away from you um but I was worried um you know because I didn't know what to do and the midwife suggested maybe she wasn't getting enough food um which in hindsight was a reasonably drastic um assumption because then she started saying you might need to express to see if you've got enough milk and if you're not having enough milk you'll have to supplement and she needs to you know basically her jump to was um was that, yeah, she's not feeding enough, so she's not sitting well because of that. Wow. Which was a shame. Fortunately, we didn't end up um, doing any of that at the time. And I've learned that um, also, even if you don't express much, doesn't mean that you don't have uh, enough milk. Absolutely. Um, so it, it ended up that it was she was just a clingy baby. She just liked Very to cool. be with us. <laughs> yeah. And we just, you know, we, we grew to learn and understand what that
0: meant and what it meant for us yeah. and for her. And, so can yeah. I, she suggested that even though she was gaining weight, weeing and pooing, all that sort of stuff, mm. that's a really interesting assumption for her to make. I have a feeling, I can't remember specifically, but maybe she
1: hadn't gained a lot. Like she had maybe right. she gained but not a huge amount or right. something. Like right, yes. Was something, there would have been something. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, okay, okay. But okay. it was still, um,
0: yeah, it was yeah. a shame that it kind of went
1: to the, she's not sitting, she's not feeding enough. Uh, and if you don't, if you can't express enough, then that shows that you don't have enough milk, which is not how is it works. not true. Yeah, no, so yeah. not true. A baby yeah.
0: gets so much out, more out of a breast than a pump does, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. And how did you find that initiation into breastfeeding?
1: Fine, actually. They put um, Sophia on me skin to skin in the hospital straight away, um, and at one point I can't remember when they kind of said, "Okay, let's um, try and put baby." um, you know to latch and um and she did (laughs) amazing (laughs) and she fed so i was really fortunate i'm um i I have friends that uh, unfortunately have not had the same um experience with breastfeeding and have struggled and have had to um use different options um yeah so we we were really lucky with breastfeeding um
0: to be honest that's the first time i've ever had that response (laughs) (laughs) to that question yeah (laughs) yeah yeah so that's great i'm really glad you did i'm really glad you did correct oh he's like let's talk about me now yeah. <laughs> um beautiful yeah, yeah. so then how old was sophia when you moved here she was six months okay yeah cool yeah. cool and then you've been here for how long since then before you got pregnant with this little one
1: uh so oh no <laughs> figure that out um yeah. i guess i probably got pregnant about august last year yeah okay i like that Max works out yeah yeah <laughs> she was born april so yeah cool Whatever, cool nine months is. perfect yeah, so we have been so we have been here about a, in australia about a year i
0: guess about, about a year and, um, yeah perfect okay cool so you sort of settled in had another bubba and how was that internet period for you with this little one
1: yeah it was um different i guess um in the sense of uh being here and not at home with my friends and family. So yeah. it's been quite a different experience, quite a different situation. Um and yeah, it just hasn't I guess, you know, with your first I suppose it's your first, so there's lots of things that is exciting about it and um and that you do around things, I don't know, things like um baby showers and um yeah. you know, um shopping or whatever it might be. And this one, I guess not only did was It's not that it wasn't exciting, but I guess kind of didn't do all that stuff, but also didn't have people to do it with. (laughs) So it kind of didn't have that, um, like... Mum, I think, has really missed um, not being able to see me pregnant and see my belly yeah. and feel baby kick and things like that. So, we didn't yeah. have those kind of experiences, which is more to do with COVID than um, yeah, COVID being second baby. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, so it's been, it's, it's been, and we moved from central Queensland down to Sunshine Coast end of last year as well so so there's been yeah. a few um a few big things going on
0: so it was during pregnancy that yeah, they moved. yeah yeah that's pretty full-on
1: yeah yeah um and <laughs> <laughs> um but uh and I guess that the um difference I guess I expected because I was so fortunate with Sophia's pregnancy that everything was great um I didn't expect to have any complications this time around but I did um which was really surprising for me um yeah. I uh got was diagnosed with gestational diabetes which yeah. um, was really surprising because um, I guess I'm not the typical um candidate uh, yeah <laughs> definitely not I was um, surprised too yeah yeah uh, and so that added a a complication on in terms of um, testing sugars and changing how I was eating and yeah. um, and things like that, um, which mentally was a challenge as well. Um, uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, restricting food is not always um, uh, a good thing mentally, and it wasn't that I was restricting yeah. food. You still need to eat, obviously, but you have to um, control the amount of carbs you're eating. so yeah. You couldn't just go and have a piece of toast with banana on it or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, and then also at the twenty week scan, um, we were told that she had a um, a type of cyst in her um, in her brain as well, ah. um, which we found out later was quite normal and and completely. <laughs> Sophia darling, Sophia, can you put your feet down? Put your feet down, good girl. Um, and it's it's something that it's it's quite common and it doesn't it's not harmful and it usually goes away by. 28 weeks I think it was and yeah. as long as and there's you know should be no issue um in fact an obstetrician told me they often don't even tell people about it if they find them it's kind of like because scanning has gotten so good that you know they pick up so many things that in the past would never have even been known yes. about it, yeah an issue or anything so yeah that at the time was scary because we didn't know what it was um, yeah. and the information we were given I kind of said it should be fine, but there's always a chance it might not be. And when you're given all the information, you 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 know you do focus on the worst case scenario. Yes. Um, But fortunately, uh, another scan at at twenty, Sophia darling, get your feet down, please. At 28 weeks or whatever it was, um, it had all gone. And and the lady told me it's not really much of a cyst; it's kind of like a void in the brain as it's developing um, and closes up. So absolutely, that was that. There was. Some other things as well which I can't remember at the moment um, I just remember it just kind of felt like one thing after another which and again when I had such a good pregnancy yeah. I was just like oh what is all this stuff that's, that's yeah, going on Yeah, um, absolutely. I think the gestational diabetes um, was yeah a, a big challenge for me mentally because I'd also been told that um, if you don't have baby by a certain time, they're more likely to talk to you about inducing you um, and they're more likely to yeah, use interventions and things. Um, fortunately I didn't have to go on insulin or any medication um, although at one point I couldn't manage my morning sugars very well, the fasting sugars which is the hardest one to manage and if they, if I couldn't get them under control they would have been wanting me to, to be yeah. taking something um, but we avoided that which was good. How did you get
0: on top of that?
1: Um. Um. I guess the I could it was it was hmm, I suppose I didn't really ever get it to the point that they wanted it in the sense of they wanted to read um five units or under and mine always kind of was at the five point one five point two sometimes mm. five point three but if I went for um, a walk in the afternoon that seemed to help sometimes. Yes. Um, and they also it also um they decided that other countries have a threshold of 5.3 instead of 5 so absolutely they kinda said to me, look you are still within a reasonable range yeah so if you can stick with that uh, and not go any higher uh the other thing they did was another scan to measure baby and make sure she wasn't too big yeah um and she wasn't so they kind of yeah. just left me alone at that point
0: good yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm really glad. Cool. And um, did you do anything else? Like, obviously, you came to my yoga, which was really nice. Any other sort of labor preparation stuff for your second?
1: Uh, So the only really thing I got in touch with the girls that I'd done the yoga class back in Auckland with and asked them to let me know if they remembered anything (laughs) from our classes that uh, would be helpful um, and just tried to use my own memory to remember Things around the breathing and stuff. I think I remember telling you in one of your classes that one of the lovely things the yoga teacher had suggested doing was when you're breathing during labour um, and trying to do kind of um, slow, uh, you know, and controlled yes. inhalations and exhalations, um, having another mantra that you can say on your inhale and on your exhale. Um, yes. And that was something I had remembered. Um, it just, again, I think it gives you another focus when you're going through the contractions. Um, and a reminder, I mean, you know, it could be things like, you know, I am strong or whatever it yeah. might be that's, that's appropriate for you. Beautiful baby. Good girl. Good girl. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so I um, kind of went through a few things that I wanted to make sure I remembered during labour, I guess. Yeah. Um, and um, I think really um, I didn't end up doing much more... Uh, me, I, I, I hired a TENS machine again because I found that
0: Oh, great.
1: Um, but it was more around probably mentally preparing myself because Sophia and I had never been apart before. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. That's huge. Yeah. So knowing that it was going to be the first time that we were really apart while I was in hospital. Wow. And, um, and again, not having our family and support here and trying yeah. to figure out what our options were around helping with Sophia and yeah. if Dan was going to be here because he goes away and, yeah. and things like that. Awesome. So I was probably more in... Knowing that I also had to prepare mentally and, and labour and, and, and again, having that fear around not knowing if I would cope. But I yeah. guess also having the understanding that it's going to be what it is and, and you're just going to do what you do. Yeah. <laughs> um, and went into it with the same, same mind as Sophia is. Yeah. I didn't want to have any interventions, yeah. but I was open to having any if needed. Yeah. yeah, and
0: can we read it after? Yeah, good girl. I'll talk to you about it after. Good girl.
1: Um, and 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 just yeah, mentally kind of psyching myself up for the
0: whole thing. But yeah, yeah but um.
1: But yeah, just kind of a logistical side of it as well. Oh <laughs> yeah, 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 the practicality
0: of it. Who ended up looking after Sophia?
1: So our, our good friend Nat, who actually lives up at Pomona, which is like 40 minutes north. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they have three kids in one car. So, um, oh the, my god! And her partner is fly and fly out. So fortunately he was here. Oh, he thank goodness. her down when I thought I was in labour. I didn't even actually know if I was at that point, because um, I started having niggles one Sunday afternoon and I was like oh this is a bit interesting um I was 40 plus two because she was born at 40 plus three yeah um and I would kind of said to Dan like I'm not sure what's going on but I'm just feeling something I wonder if we should talk to Nat just in case yeah um and so they we ended up yeah in the evening it was decided that um yeah. Pete would bring Nat down and then drove back so that he could That's do school drop off in the morning. Oh my and god! And next day the yeah. night here, um, yeah. knowing that I might not be in labor, that it could be something. Legend of a friend. <laughs> yeah, it was really great. Um, uh, so, and we—I actually ended up laboring all through the night. But my, what was really different about um, this labor? And again, I, I guess I had asked people. Um, are your labours likely to be similar with having, you know, with successive children? And mostly I was told no. That yeah, yeah that it's gonna probably be different. But I still, for whatever reason, had it in my head it would it should be similar. <laughs> like, yes. Like yes. I don't know why, I just thought like Very how cool. different could it be? yeah um, But so but what was really different is that when I was having contractions with Sophia when I went into labour I pretty much had regular contractions the whole day. Even, like, they started in the morning and I was a bit like, oh, what's that? That's a bit weird. So I started timing them and they were regular. And they were whatever time, far apart or however long, but they were regular. And they stayed regular the whole day and they just got more intense and closer yeah. together. Whereas this one, I was having everything from a few minutes apart to half an hour apart. Random. All through the night. Yeah, it was Random. really strange because I was using the timer. I had the TENS machine on. In fact, I, I, the tinsmithing only went on in the early hours, I think. But um, yeah, but I, but it, that's why I was like, I could didn't sleep the whole night, which was hard because I knew that I could be it in like a pre-labor type thing. I could be doing this for yeah. a number of hours, and I knew I needed sleep, but I couldn't. Um, the contractions, even though they were random and at different times and far apart, they were still intense. So I yes. couldn't lie down. I was just wandering around, pacing around the room. Yes. Um, I did end up throwing up in the morning as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I, it was bizarre because I never knew if I was in, like, labor, if I was going to be, you know, going into hospital at some point because it was just so all over the place. Yeah. Um, and it got to probably about 5 in the morning and uh, I started having contractions two or three minutes apart. Um, start to be yeah. actually regular, so yes. it went from completely yeah. random to regular very quickly. Yeah. Wow! <laughs> um, and suddenly it was like, yeah. oh, okay, I think we should um do something. I did actually had called the hospital yeah. a couple of times throughout the night. Um, yeah, because yeah, oh, the other thing yeah. was I'd had a show um the night before. Yeah, yeah cool. Before, Sorry, and it was one of those things, I guess, when you're kind of like, oh, is that a show? Like, I guess, you know, you yeah. read everything, you, you even look at pictures to try and understand, but you, you kind of go, oh, that might yeah. be something, but I'm not too sure. And yeah. oh, no, it was mucus plug, sorry, not a show, it was mucus plug. Um, yeah. Is that the same thing? Uh, kind yeah. of, yeah,
0: a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, and yeah. anyway, so I talked to them and they yeah. said, yeah, you could be in,
0: yeah. in pre-labor. they said,
1: um uh so even the lady and the midwife I spoke to on the phone said it could go one of two ways you could go into active labor or it might stop and you might like you know it could still be a couple of days away so it was really um challenging because all night I was like I don't really know where I'm at absolutely Um, and you got
0: Nat staying over and you're kind of like do I send her home or what do I do yeah. yeah um
1: the nice thing was by the time we decided like I you know, yes, was having regular contractions. We called them again, they said, Yep, it's probably a good idea to come in. Um, we got to see Sophia in the morning and explained to her, you know, Nat's here, mummy and daddy going to hospital, yeah. you know, all that stuff. So that was really nice and and that was really nice because you had breakfast with oh. Nat, eh? Nat took you to daycare, oh, wow. which was really nice. And that was actually fortunate it was a daycare day. <laughs> oh yeah. Um and so that was I think we got to hospital about six thirty. Yeah. Um, so we're fortunate that it's just up the road. But um, Dan even made himself a coffee in the morning, which I remember looking and going, what the
0: heck are you doing? Really? <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> I don't really know if he understood how imminent things were. Oh. Um,
0: <laughs> and you kind of could feel it in you. I, but... I
1: could, I guess the fact that I was having regular contractions two or three minutes apart, I was like, this is no, like, you know, we're not mucking around now. Like I yeah. could still be a while away because I guess I was still, a bit thrown by how the night had gone. Yeah. So I still didn't really go, yep, yeah, this is it. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I, I knew something, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I wasn't having the, the full on like pressure feeling and waters hadn't broken and stuff, but I was, but things were regular enough and frequent enough. Um, yes. And so, yeah, got to hospital about 6.30, um, and we got shown in our room, which is lovely. Oh, <laughs> we're so spoiled, oh, aren't we? Yeah, really, really lovely. Um, we ended up waiting there for a while. It was probably about 10 to 7-ish, or even closer to 7, that um, a midwife ended up coming in. So we were just kind of in the room and then Dan's just looking around at things and I'm going through the contractions and and stuff and then um, she came in and uh, she was actually finishing her shift so she kind of said oh I thought I'd come in and like at least you know so you can see someone but I am going to be leaving and someone else will be coming in yeah Um, which was fine and uh, as she was there Mm. talking to us she started asking me around Mm. you know are there certain things that I want around birth plan and stuff like that which for me, which was hilarious because with Sophia, I never had that option. Um, so I kind of said to her, think, you know, still am my, and weirdly me going, oh, maybe I do still have like hours and I might be, you know, using these different things that are available to me or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and she obviously was thinking it could be the same as well or whatever, just checking. Yeah. Um, a few minutes late, I think at five past seven, my water's broke. Um, oh. So I was having a contraction. And standing up and and waters broke and and started feeling differently, downward pressure, feeling the head and everything. Oh my gosh. uh, A few more people came into the room. The midwife, lovely girl, ended up staying, (laughs) even though she had finished. What a legend. Um, And they got me up on the bed. And the nice thing about this one, even though they told me what to do and I followed what to do as I did with Sophia, they got me up on the bed. On all fours. Nice. um, I put the the head of the bed up so it was up, and so I was leaning over it. Yes. 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 That's a great
0: position, isn't it? Yeah.
1: um, Not um, only great
0: for the body, but super comfortable for like your knees and stuff too. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I could kind of like brace myself over the head of the bed and.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um,
1: And. um, Could you jump on the bed? Oh, um cute. and um 20 past seven she was born
0: oh my gosh <laughs> so i was pushing for 15 months that's amazing lucky you went in when you did yeah
1: yeah super lucky because it wouldn't have been long before it, you know, she was doing her own thing and i couldn't control that <laughs> oh my
0: gosh yeah well done <laughs>
1: so yeah okay Cracked me out because they were like, "Now that's how I was Yes, that you Yeah. come in and you have the baby. Yes, oh, amazing. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I know that I'm f- so lucky because I know so many people don't get the same experience and have so many complications and interventions, and it's not how they wanted things to be. And I, you know, I really feel for them because. Um, you don't get to have that choice. You, you know, you, um, you sometimes you've you've gotta have those different options to keep you and baby safe and mm-hmm. you just gotta roll with it.
0: That's it. That's yeah. it. Although a bit of props to you, you have each time worked really hard internally to prepare yourself physically yeah. for your birth and mentally, which is hard work that's and true. um and also you do a great job at coping at home with the contractions by yourself as well. And lots of people you know maybe don't, don't have the ability to do that as much so you've worked really hard some some's luck but you definitely did as much as you could to influence a positive experience on your birth
1: oh, thanks yeah like
0: that. <laughs> good on you no good on you that's awesome that's awesome i yeah. love that hey, oh, you're huh? jumping on the beard <laughs> <laughs> she's so cute <laughs> Um, beautiful. So then, did you stay in hospital very long after? Oh, you would have had to have 24 hours of sugars. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. because
1: of the diabetes, which, um, ended up being kind of, um... Not hilarious, but they had, um, with the diabetes, they suggest that you express colostrum leading up to birth of baby in case baby sugars are low. Then they can give them extra colostrum to help bump their sugars um, to avoid giving them glucose, which they will do if they need to, um, to help baby sugars, um, which we were totally open to if needed. So I had taken in uh, some express colostrum. um, Good job. But they were kind of like... Like, didn't really, in some ways... I'm sure they did. It just maybe felt this way at the time. Didn't really know what to do with it. And no one kind of had said to me, right, we need to have those, the colostrum available to us. We're going to test the sugars and, and then uh, grab it if we need to. It was more just like, someone took the colostrum... And then uh, at some point, someone said, "Okay, we're going to test the sugars," and no one mentioned the colostrum to me at all until, unfortunately, someone came in and said, "Look, we're really sorry, but someone put your colostrum, frozen colostrum, into the fridge, not the freezer."
0: <laughs> um, oh. and so uh,
1: you're gonna, if you want to use it, you're gonna have to use it all tonight. <laughs>
0: oh wow!
1: <laughs> so so um, I mean, sugar baby sugars had been fine at that point, so I just kind of gave it to her. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no one actually said, "Okay, we need to keep it in." In case her sugars are low or we'll do anything so i just gave it to her um and how much did you bring in um it probably in total was only a few mils okay um, yeah 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 i can't i don't actually know
0: that's fine yeah, yeah, yeah cool
1: cool um and my sugars were um were actually out of the park um i think because oh. we were, were taught with the gestational diabetes that you test two hours after eating um and in the hospital they were just like oh if you've eaten doesn't matter (laughs) we'll test you so I just had sushi and a chai and um my sugars were like 11.4 which was really high (laughs) that (laughs) is I'd never had it so high throughout my whole pregnancy oh gosh Um, but the but then it was fine um after that yeah all the sugars it was just a spike and they also said your sugars can spike just because of what you know you've gone through and and yeah so it's all it's all fine.
0: So, Absolutely. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, but yeah, so we stayed
1: So she was born the Monday morning and we stayed there until Tuesday afternoon.
0: Um, okay, cool. Yeah. Perfect, perfect. And how's the postpartum period been? You're three and a half weeks in. Yeah. Do you want me to
1: talk about going back to hospital?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Go into
1: it. Yeah. Um, so the um, first couple of days were amazing. So first couple of days, a um, little baby... Um, is such a good feeder and sleeper that uh it was seemed really easy. Um yes. she would just go to sleep. She could put it down, she goes to sleep. Very different from my experience with Sophia where she wouldn't go down to sleep. She only, you know, wanted to be with you and, and yeah. things. so I was like, wow, this is um dream baby. Um yeah. And and um but unfortunately it got to Thursday night, so she was only four days old and um she developed a temperature. So I woke to her through the night and she felt hot, um, we checked her temperature, she had a temperature of 38, um, so I took her straight to the emergency department, um, where they performed all sorts of nuts, nasty tests to try and figure out what it is, because they don't want to muck around with little babies. Um, they put her on courses of antibiotics and antivirals, because um, they don't wait to find out what it is, they just treat. Yeah. Um, and uh, we found out that she got a virus um which was really scary but fortunately she did recover um by herself um and (laughs) got that on record (laughs) oh that's okay darling I'll get it soon you just eat what's in your bowl um uh And they found the virus um, when they took a a spinal um, sample, so once they find something in the spine, they actually refer to it as meningitis, so she was, I guess, diagnosed with having viral meningitis, Um, but we learnt that viral meningitis is very different from bacterial meningitis, and fortunately, um, viral doesn't... Um, shouldn't have the same complications as bacterial, yeah. and she should be totally fine, um, and so after a few days, we, we came home, so Great. that was a bit of a scare, that yeah. is
0: a huge scare,
1: yeah, for yeah. sure, um, did she breastfeed throughout that whole time? Um, mostly, she. I mean, she never was supplemented, there was just a time where she was really unwell, where her temperature got up to 39, oh. Um, to the point where she wasn't even responding when they were poking and prodding her and putting needles on her it's and anything awful see, um, isn't it? so there was a number of hours that went past and actually it was about the same time my milk was coming in so, um, <laughs> so um, I suddenly was very encorched. Very encouraged um, and so they did end up giving me a pump um, uh, so that I could do, use that um, scratch your face um and uh so it probably we got to hospital probably about like 2 a.m and i probably first fed her about like midday probably so it was a number of hours where she Ah. hadn't fed um but since then um she has put on weight reasonably well In the first few days she put on weight really really well um so she's 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 doing really well um and yeah, we're just kind of figuring out our new normal now. And, Absolutely. Um, she's not uh, the, the dream sleeper that she was in those first few days now. <laughs> so <laughs> it's uh, adjusting to um, having a, a baby and a toddler need you at the same time. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Apparently yeah. that's the hardest transition It's going from one to two rather than like two to three or three to four okay. or whatever. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's, um, but you know, we're, yeah. She's great We're really lucky. And um, Sophia's a really great big sister, very loving. And, Beautiful.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you have any <laughs> tips on how to sort of facilitate that new relationship with your firstborn to your secondborn?
1: Um, I guess we there were some things we, we did which I can talk about. But to be honest, my friend um, back at home who has two girls um, pretty much the same age, And they did all the same things or similar things. And their eldest has not taken to having baby um, as much as Sophia has. So I think it's very dependent on the children. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we've done things like we, um, the book that she was, I'm showing, there's books, beautiful books around, around helping them understand, um, you know, what what's in mummy's tummy and what's coming and yeah. and all and all that kind of thing and we yeah. talked as much as we could around like you know your baby sister's coming and yeah um, and when she comes you can be a, a big help being a big sister yeah. and um I think we just she's just a very loving person in general so I think we're really fortunate that she's yeah. she's like that I mean it hasn't come without its challenges um there's times where Sophia just cries saying I want mama because I can't be with her at the time yeah um and um and her you know getting frustrated at times because she doesn't understand um why things are different or um, or why she can't you know do something the way it was especially with me having oh yeah of course because that's the other thing now having the um abdominal separation as well um I can't pick her up or I shouldn't pick her up um so that's a real shame at a time where she wants me more and I want to be able to do the things as much as normally as possible I can't. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so there's still definitely it's still definitely a big adjustment.
0: Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So talk about that abdo separation. What happened there? Yeah, so that was um another
1: kind of shock. Um again because I hadn't had any complications with um Sophia, although in saying that I was never checked for abdominal separation yeah. um, with her. So I could have had it to a certain degree and not known Yeah. Um and I mean I know it's very common to get uh, some sort of separation um, mm. It's just more the extent of it um, mm-hmm. From what I understand um, mm-hmm. So um, it was the The first home visit from the midwife um, That uh, while we, she was here checking on baby She said to me um, She said oh, Actually I can't remember what she said She just kind of looked at my tummy and said Oh it looks like you might have some abdominal separation So I got on her for I wasn't even wearing a tight top from memory um, So that she just noticed um, A bit of a um, uh, gap I guess in, in yeah. my, my tummy um, and so got me to lie down and she actually did the check and, yeah. um, and could feel that there was a separation, reasonable, she did three fingers so um, three fingers, reasonable cool. separation um, and so she basically yeah told me that um, that I could get referred to a physio um, oh you're right honey? you're okay? you chew it up properly? you're right? did it get caught in your throat? okay have a drink of water okay? good girl. girl um and um and yeah so suggested wearing a, a tube band and things um so I got the referral from the doctor to go to a physio mm. and I had also read online because I wanted to it was something that kind of um it didn't scare me but I guess I was like oh I just I wouldn't want to I know how important core strength is I get a sore back so I know having core strength is so important um and it's always been something I've been quite good at. So I was nervous about being in a situation where I couldn't have it or wouldn't have it or didn't know if it would heal or anything. Yeah. So I started reading about it straight away to try and make sure I was doing what I could prior to going to the physio because I didn't know when that would be. Yeah. Um, and I basically, yeah, learned that um, don't pick up anything heavier than your baby um, and um, um, wear support if you can um, and you can do gentle kind of pulling in exercises and... Um, and good posture and things like that so I did that as much as I could before seeing the physio and then I've now seen the physio and um which is interesting because she she definitely says yeah try and not pick up things but she also says that she understands you do have to sometimes um and so she just said to use good technique you know bend your legs things like that um she also said the tube band probably wouldn't do much um she said from her understanding it's got to be quite a firm like belly band more like yeah. something quite firm the tube band probably wasn't firm enough um and she also got me has got me doing exercises around um, pelvic floor muscles which apparently when you t- real quiet <gasps> just a little bit longer Bubba. can you be nice and quiet and then she wants to sing songs Mummy's going to talk just a little bit longer and then Sophia can sing her songs and read her stories. Okay? Beautiful. Um, apparently, um, working on your pelvic floor muscles turns on your, um, is it TVA? The um, the, the abdominal area. Yes. Abdominal. Yeah. So she's got me doing those to work on the inner, deeper muscles first. Great. Um, and obviously pelvic floor is going to help for both the separation and for post-recovery anyway. Yes. Um, just two more minutes. A little bit longer, a little bit longer. You eat your food, okay? Remember, you don't eat, you don't talk when you've got food in your mouth. Sorry, Amy. This it's is fine. No, it's fine.
0: It's so fine. She's good. <laughs>
1: um, and then she said we'll start to work on building up the um, the bigger muscles after that.
0: Yes. Yeah. It's all about starting in from the core and working your way out, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm really glad you're seeing. I actually recommend all pregnant and postnatal women to see a woman's health physio like once in pregnancy and then sort of straight after the birth and it's six weeks like no matter how simple and straightforward everything is i think it's super important yeah i i can
1: tell that um she's giving me exercises that she could give to any any person personally um, and it's it's she's not necessarily showing to me Well, you're an extreme case we need to do this she's yeah. saying to me, okay like this is what you need to do and I can see how anyone would benefit from, from absolutely it. and also because you can have a most people will get a separation of some sort yeah um and it just helps with that core recovery um yeah. but oh what's the thing I was gonna say um uh, that's no, gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> um, oh, that's something cute. about What was it? I don't even remember now.
0: Um, mm. but anyway, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Um, beautiful, amazing. Well, I have a couple of quick little questions. Mm-hmm. Do you, are you one to find out the sex of your babies?
1: Yeah, I found out the sex both times. Ah. Um, I, um,
0: Oh,
1: <laughs> I um Lucky she's got a
0: cute voice, hey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're a good singer, darling. Um, I um I think it's probably more my personality. I definitely had some people that are like, why would you find out? Especially, you know, they might understand the first but not the second. But there's something in me that likes to um, partly it's a being prepared reason. Yeah. Um, just just knowing. I just yeah, yeah that's something about that. Um, yeah. even the second time round. Um, but it's also for me I like to be able to kind of connect like knowing that's my daughter Yeah.
0: yeah yeah like in pregnancy getting that connection with your baby that absence with your baby we often talk about it in yoga you know, thinking of them and being present with them and it's probably is a bit easier doing that, being able to say him or her, not it or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's
1: a totally personal preference, but yeah. that's what I found. That's what Fair I like. Goal. And then I liked being able to say to Sophia, your little sister is coming yeah. and yeah. like that. Yeah.
0: So true. Yeah. I
1: mean, not that it really matters, but it's yeah. just like it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Did you have any um, weird pregnancy cravings?
1: <laughs> um, more um salty things i just yeah it's more in the first still with it feeling sick um yeah i i, I like salty things yeah so yes in, um, absolutely yeah. so no nothing particularly weird um probably the weirdest thing that i remember from sophia's pregnancy and i don't know if i had it with this one um I hated the smell of garlic. Oh, wow. really hated the smell of garlic, um, which I love garlic. So it was just... That was probably yeah. my most, most... I would
0: hate thing. if that happened to me. I love garlic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I could eat it. I just didn't like the smell of it. Yeah.
0: yeah fair call. Cool. So, fair call. Fair call. Cool, yeah. cool. yeah. And... Um, Apparently, I'm reading this book at the moment about real food for pregnancy, and when you have salty cravings in pregnancy, it's quite often a bit of an iodine deficiency, which I thought was super interesting. So like pickles and olives and stuff like that, that is such a common... Is such a common um pregnancy craving, oh, okay. and it's because your your iodine oh. needs go up so much in pregnancy. Your body's oh, naturally okay. attracted to those foods. Yeah, right. so I thought, thought that was super interesting. I
1: suppose now that you said that, not. I mean, I never knew of iodine. I was taking pregnancy supplements, um obviously with iodine. But um magnesium is something I've always struggled with. Yeah, um, with I mean, I struggle. I think with magnesium when I'm not pregnant, um, because I, I'm prone to cramping, yes. muscle cramping. Um, but particularly in pregnancy, I get, uh, that's probably one of the worst things I found was, um, leg cramps through the night, um, oh, aches, no. and, and aches through my hips and, and leg cramps. Um, oh. and so, and that's a magnesium deficiency and it will show actually on one of my bloods that my magnesium was low, um, oh. as well. Yeah. Yes. So I would use, um, uh, depending on what I had, but de- magnesium supplements, but um, the magnesium oil that you can spray on yourself. Yeah. And use that the night. yeah,
0: so good, so good. And what would your biggest tip be to birth simply? <laughs> <Ooh>.
1: <laughs>
0: um,
1: oh my goodness. Um, I have no idea, like the word birth simply, I think, I don't even know if that really like <laughs> exists. <laughs> yeah. um, but I suppose to me... With my my experiences and not, you know, having um, I guess other interventions and things like that, my know that my biggest tool was um, breathing was definitely yes, yeah.
0: Okay, I wasn't sure if you were going to say tens machine there, but so true, the breathing would be definitely number one,
1: definitely. Um, because you, I guess, I'm I don't put the tens machine on right at the beginning, like some people to suggest to, Um, yeah, and so I like. Well, what I've found is I'd rather do what I can by myself and yeah. then put the tens machine on because to me the tens machine doesn't actually reduce the pain; it just gives you another sensation to focus on. Totally. Um, um, and I think breath. I mean, as you know, with you know with yoga and everything, like it is so useful for um, for both your mind and for um, uh, enduring, you know, pain and, and things. And so I think having um, control of your breath and using your breath is, is one of the best things you can do. Um, yeah. And, I mean, I think that the yoga classes are, are so important to help understand that, but I think there's also, um, these other things around... Um, uh, I did had done some free diving a long time ago and with free diving you learn a lot about breath and breathing exercises yeah. and, and things so I think any sort of breathing exercises can help you to use your breath and, and control it yeah. so
0: true, yeah. isn't that interesting I've heard a lot about the free diving in um, regards to the breathing techniques mm. for sure um, and last thing, what about your biggest tip to parents simply? if that even exists
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a, I've never thought about that. that's a good question um I suppose I can only uh, really think about the moments where where I am now because there's probably all sorts of different things I would think about at different stages throughout, you know, Sophia's life and things like that. But um, I guess what I'm feeling at the moment is to um, remember to love them, which sounds like kind of obvious. But I guess because I'm learning to the struggles of... um, having a toddler and a baby and, um, you know, your toddler is not trying to be naughty, but, you know, they've been quite difficult at a time and you need to do something else. um, It's very easy to get frustrated with them. And um, so I, you know, if I have those moments where it's like actually like, I just totally love you and I just want to like make you smile yeah that you know gives you that little bit that that reminder of like yep yeah, like that's there too and you're not just yeah. getting frustrated at them absolutely um, yeah. they're not
0: just there to be inconvenient <laughs> yeah. yes absolutely that's a really good one I really like that I've never heard of that before because that's and I think like even with anything I do that with my partner sometimes yes. just to remind yourself I do fucking love you <laughs> You're, I that, that, you're annoying the heck yeah, out of it. yeah <laughs> and I
1: guess like like I have not know sleeping in the morning and I go into Sophia I'm totally like I want to go in with a big smile and a big like give her a big yes. cuddle like and have those moments rather than just oh I've got to do this and I've got to get breakfast and I've got to get baby and I've got to, you know like it's good call. Cool. it helps me balance it out because I have good to remind cool. myself to do it I guess yes yeah.
0: <laughs> and I think that that energy of love makes you sort of slow it down a bit like you know you could use this opportunity to do x y and z but you remember to love them and that sort of slows you down to appreciate the moment that you know the present moment all that sort of stuff
1: yeah that's so nice and i guess i guess probably the one that like you know everyone hears about but forgets is go easy on yourself because it's it's not easy absolutely and um, and i think i read something like some crazy fact around oh i'm not even going to remember the statistic but whatever it was it's like 80% 80% of parents, like, are not, like, the best parent 100% of the time. Or whatever it was. Oh, actually, yeah. it wasn't, wasn't even 80% of parents. Like, all parents probably are not the best parents 80% of the time. Or something crazy Absolutely. like that. Like Absolutely. Whether it was a, their own opinion about it or, a, what I don't know how it was judged, but, yeah. Absolutely. It just, it was just one of those reminders that, like i think you know it's so easy to try and compare yourself and think you need to be better and all those things but it's like yeah just that whole go easy on yourself and if you have
0: one little meltdown where you know you maybe yell at them or something then you feel like the worst parent in the world and you know it's good to reflect but don't guilt yourself like learn from it and move on so true well thank you so much for joining me on the podcast i think we've milked this for what it's worth (laughs) in regards to nap time so yeah i'll talk to you you much. no worries well, that's a wrap to Cara's birth story. I hope you really enjoyed. I definitely did, especially with cute little Evie there with us. Um, one of my biggest takeaways that I took from this was that um, I really loved her tip to parents simply remembering to love them. Forget about all the rest. None of it actually really matters. This whole super mum idea of you know the copious amounts of healthy snacks all the tidy tidy house the dinner ready on the table at 6 all like keep you on top of the washing all the time and we forget the whole point of being a super mum is the kids is to be the best you can for the kids and all the kids really want is for you to love them you've just got to remember to love them all the rest comes second and i just thought that was such a beautiful little point So anyways, let me know if any of this particularly resonated with you. I always love hearing it and um, I'll catch up with you later.